And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Vincent Price stars as The Saint from 1950, but it's time now for Movie Jeopardy. Lisa Wolf Trebek will play audio clips from popular movies. I'll try to name the movie while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? Right, Carl. This edition is a Carl Amari edition of Movie Jeopardy. It is. Aren't they always? Um, well, sometimes they're musicals or Ooh. maybe romance. Ew. Right, but this one is action films. Okay. So this is all for you. Definitely not my kind of movies, but... Um, I'm pretty familiar with most of them, mm-hmm. so uh, I think you'll do really well. Yeah. We will start with the first action film. Uh, goes back to 1994. Harry, there's enough C4 on this thing to put a hole in the world. Okay, all right, just stay, just stay calm. What else? Three triggers, one on the axle I can't really see, a cellular oh, remote, sir. and a timer running off a wristwatch. Watch? What kind of watch? Gold. Gold band, fairly cheesy. Officer! What's on your mind, Harry? I want to. Officer! I think that's speed. It is speed. And actually, it was very difficult to find a clip, number one, without any uh, expletives in them. Uh uh (laughs) And uh, number two, that would give you the idea. Like dang, but only the other D? Yeah, a lot lot of that kind of thing. Uh But most importantly, that would give you the idea that it was actually, you know, a bus, and, yeah. and you needed to know the I type love, of vehicle. I love action films because, you know, when I was a kid, uh, my friends all gave me an action name. You know what my nickname was? No. Quick Carl. You know that I never knew that? Quick Carl. You, quick he does Carl. everything fast. Wow, I'm going to start yeah. calling you Quick Carl. Quick so that Carl. was Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper. That was Sandra Bullock in the clip, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. And I did see this. Um, won two Academy Awards, nothing you would recognize. Really? One for best sound effects editing and one for best sound. Uh-huh. So not sure that we would be able to recognize that. Right. But a sequel, Speed 2 Cruise Control. Did you see that one? No. I didn't see that either. That was 1997, but that was without Keanu Reeves. All right, next film, 1984. Nice night for a walk, eh? Nice night for a walk. Wash day tomorrow. Nothing clean, right? (laughs) Nothing clean, right? Hey, I think this guy's a couple cans short of a six-pack. You're close. That would be four beers. Now. 
Huh? So yeah. I added that right up. It'd be I, I, four beers. I did. Two cans short of a six-pack. Got it. That's Terminator. It sure is. I think we gave it away with little Arnold Schwarzenegger there as the Terminator. Uh, there is... Uh, the Terminator. Uh, Termi- I mean, his voice is I'll so recognized. So there's the Terminator, the Terminator 2, Judgment Day, right, there's Terminator a lot of 3, blah, blah, blah. Have you seen them all or just... You could just terminate it because That's just there's terminate. a lot of them. Let's go on. 1988 action film. I wanted this to be professional. Efficient, adult, cooperative, not a lot to ask. Alas, your Mr. Takagi did not see it that way, so he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. We can go anywhere you want us. You can walk out of here or be carried out. But have no illusions. We are in charge. Hmm. (laughs) What year? 1988. Um, is it a James Bond film? It's not. No, it's not a James Bond film. No. Uh, I don't know. You want a clue? Mm, yeah. It's a Bruce Willis film. Oh, so that would be Die Hard? That would be Die Hard. Do I'm, I get it? I'm going to give you half a point All for right, that half, one. Thanks. You had a little help, but you still got it. So this is based on the 1979 novel Nothing Lasts Forever, starring, of course, Bruce Willis. And again, there are so many Die Hard movies yeah. in the franchise. The last one, I think, was uh, 2013 with A Good Day to Die No, why? Because there was a lot of Die Hard fans. That's right. Ooh, a little slow, but you got there. It's a lot of buttons. It's a lot of, you got to yeah. reach for them. You, you can't gotta, just. Like, move your arm to uh, the right. It's, it's a not lot like, to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on. 1999. It is all around us. Even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? <laughs> I know that's really tough. I don't know. It's a science fiction action film. I don't know. And your clue is. is it's another Keanu Reeves Oh, film. then that's the, that's the uh, uh, Matrix. That is it. You get another half a point for that one. All right. So I did not see this film. But, I never saw um, any Matrix movies. I didn't either. There are three of the, three sequels to that. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently all these action films have uh, yeah. a multitude of sequels on them. I've never I, seen even I one. I didn't see any Mike, of these either. have you seen all any of them? Oh, he, oh did you like these. them? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, most people do. So I Morpheus, I in there. right? There's a Morpheus somewhere. Uh, Correct. Is he Morpheus or is he somebody else? He is not Morpheus. He's not Morpheus. Okay. <laughs> Tells you. All right. That's how much we know. Uh, All right. Next, 2010, another science fiction action film. Because I am the most skilled extractor. I know how to search your mind and find your secrets. I know the tricks. And I can teach them to you so that even when you're asleep, your defense is never down. Look, if you want my help, you're going to have to be completely open with me. I need to know my way around your thoughts better than your wife, better than your therapist, better than anyone. If this is a dream and you have a safe full of secrets, I need to know what's in that safe. Is that like, that's Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Yes. Um, like Contagion or something like that? Or? No, it's not Contagion. Um, but you're on the right track. It is one word like that. Um, I, didn't, I didn't like this movie. I saw it and I was kind of like, uh, this is not good. Well, it won four Academy Awards. Well, luckily I wasn't voting on no, the Academy. No, you definitely weren't one of them. Because it wouldn't have. 
one. anything? I mean, um, you're so close to it. I don't know. It. It's Inception. You were it's I was so almost close. like Contagion. You should almost give me like, almost like a quarter, quarter of a point. I'm going to give you a quarter for quarter that Quarter of a one. point, okay. Yeah, for sure. So do I okay. ring this? or? Sure, a quarter right. is, is a ring. Okay. That's fair. Okay. I knew it was something like that. Yeah, I'll give you a quarter for Contagion. I didn't like Contagion. the movie at all. Okay. <laughs> all right, here's the last one. I think you do like this one. Mm-hmm. Another action thriller. Okay. Ah, oh, there you got married, huh? Settled down. How you manage that anyways? Look, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, you had your wife, I had my son. And believe me, you had a far better deal. <laughs> what year? Uh, 2014. And then you left. And the way you got out, lying to yourself that the past held no sway over the future. But in the end... A lot of us are rewarded for our misdeeds, which is why God took your wife. Um, <laughs> well, there are a lot I, of sequels. Really? There are three sequels to this one. So Mission Impossible? No. Um, it's another Keanu Reeves, which well, is crazy. I don't crazy. really watch Keanu Reeves movies. I don't either. Movies. He was a hitman. Oh, yeah. This is... Um, eh. Yeah, yeah, um, I know. Yeah, yeah. he's he's like it's fights new- everybody in it. And yeah, he, I don't know what is this. This is John Wick. Oh yeah. So there were um, a three sequels to that. Okay, that one you didn't get, but no. you got you did really I really did well. Got a few. You got a few. You got some halves. You got some quarters. You did a great job. Yeah, not as good as I should. I thought I was going to run the category when you said it's a Carl Amari. Well, I thought you um, would have segment, action films. We'll you know, have to go back to... I'm uh, Carl Amari. You are. We'll have to go back to some romantic comedies for me. my license. All right, when we come back, Vincent Price stars as Simon Templer, the saint. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Leslie Charteris created uh, The Saint. He was uh, the Robin Hood of modern crime. And you could read about him in novels. There were also movies and then radio. The very first radio actor to play The Saint was Edgar Barrier, then Brian Ahern, then Vincent Price. And uh, later... Um, we had uh, Tom Conway playing the Saints. There was a bunch of actors that played him. And uh, the great thing about the Saint was he was like an amateur detective who, in his attempt to help people, remained just one step ahead of the police and crooks, both of whom he combated. So he was like a good, he was like Boston Blackie. You know, he was a good guy, but, you know, crooks were after him and also... You know, the cops were after him, and um, it was great. There was also a television series, you probably remember, Roger Moore played him on TV. And uh, we have a Vincent Price episode of The Saint for You Now called Cupid and the Corpse. From August 27, 1950, here's part one of The Saint. Adventures of the Saint, starring Vincent Price. (laughs) 
The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as The Saint. You know something, Simon, darling? Some things, Anne. Among them, the fact that you're a very disturbing person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Perhaps that's my answer, then. Answer to what, may I ask? Why, you phoned me the moment I returned from Bermuda. I've been wondering why you're going to ply me with a football game, a dinner, and a play. Oh, why not just relax and enjoy it? I'd like to. <laughs> Particularly when I remember that last evening we spent together in Bermuda. Before you had to fly back to the States on some nasty murder business or other. Yes, that was quite an evening, wasn't it? Quite. Mm. You know, you're very beautiful. I've always enjoyed your thinking so, Simon. Well, inasmuch as I have a tremendous distaste for murder interfering with moonlight, I now intend to take up where we left off. Is a football game? Oh, well, it'll be a good game. As a matter of fact, it had better be. The trouble I had digging up tickets for it. <laughs> Well, here we are, Anne. My, how things have changed since I was in Bermuda. Imagine they're now holding football games in cigar stores instead of stadiums. This happens to be Tony Cartago's little establishment. There's an office inside where Tony conducts his main business, which consists of handling bets and scalping tickets. Oh, you do know the loveliest people, Simon. Yeah, for which you should offer thanks. We couldn't get any seats to today's game otherwise. Tony has a couple for us. Oh! Well, didn't your mother ever tell you that it's not polite to go running into people that way? Oh, I, I'm terribly sorry. I, I didn't see you. My apologies. Hmm, not bad. Nice manners, too. I wonder why she came tearing out of Tony's that way. Well, if you're interested, Tony can probably tell you. I wonder where I've seen that girl before. Oh, in some harpy's huddle, I imagine. Oh. <laughs> Come on, let's go in. <laughs> Some place. I bet you couldn't buy cigars in here for love or money. Well, I'm not sucker enough to lay odds against that. Uh, the real business is conducted right in here. <laughs> Hiya, Tony. I want you to meet... Simon! You better stand back in. As my old grandmother would often say, yikes. Yes, I see. He's been shot, hasn't he? I'm afraid so. He's still alive, though. Hey, Tony. Tony, who did it? Can you hear me, Tony? Who gunned you? No, I didn't. Duke, he knows. It's me, Tony. Templar, who shot you? Don't know. Bond's effect. Print that. Uh, oh, Simon, is he? He is. Well, there's nothing to do but call the police. Why, Simon, the saint calling in the police on a case? What's happened to you? It's very simple, Anne. I'm much more interested in a beautiful woman. Oh, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Well, why don't you call them? Oh, a visitor. Two visitors, darling, a man and a gun. That phone's getting kind of heavy, ain't it, mister? The phone? Oh, yes, yes. Come to think of it, it is kind of heavy at that. I'll take care of it for you. That's better. You know, you're the second person we've met today who should read Emily Post. Don't you know it isn't polite to point at people, particularly with a gun? Shut up. And it's also impolite to tell people... Shut up. Uh, you see what he means, darling. He wants you to shut up. 
Oh, is that it? Yeah. I wondered what he was driving at. That's very funny. I'm so glad you liked it. Though I have a better routine that goes like, give me that gun. Oh, you know what he was freaking on? Simon! Get up, Simon! Get up! You killed him! Ah, no, no, he's just sleeping. But maybe that gun over his head will learn him a thing or two. But you... Sh and if you're smart, you won't kick up any fuss. I just as soon kiss you, too. Kiss me? Yeah, with the butt of my gun. Now relax, baby. Simon, wake up, Simon, wake up. Oh, oh come head. on, Simon, wake up. Let's leave a later call. Oh, Simon. All right, Ann. Hey, what goes on here? We're tied up. Yes. Pete thought we'd be more tractable that way. You know something? He's right. Where are we? How'd we get here? Uh, Pete, he's the guy who conked you. Yeah. And a buddy of his named Louie brought us here. It's a warehouse of some kind. We're in one of the storage bins on the first floor. Uh, nice. Are we stored away for the winter? No. No, with a little luck, we'll be out of here in five minutes. A mistaken identity, and I'm not Superman. And these ropes are... Pretty tight and strong. Oh, darling, yours may be, but mine aren't. I've had them loose enough to throw off for 15 minutes. I was just waiting for you to wake up. Oh, now, don't tell me you're a superwoman. No. No, I owe it all to dear, sweet Louie. When I looked at him piteously out of my big blue eyes, he just couldn't tie me up too tightly. <laughs> I worked myself free while you were sleeping soundly in the corner. Never again will I underestimate the persuasive powers of women. <laughs> now, see what you can do about getting me loose. All right. Uh, there's a little knife in my vest pocket that might help. Uh, vest pocket? Right? Oh, be careful. I'm ticklish. Oh, I've got it. You know, Simon, I just remembered who that girl was we saw running out of Tony's place. Yeah? Who is she? Betty Streeter. She... Ah, there. Yeah. That fixes up your hands. Thanks. Now, let's have the knife. I'll get my legs loose myself. Here. Mm. Betty Streeter, huh? Mm -hmm. The luscious lollipop whose picture's been in the newspapers lately over an engagement or something? Yes, that's right. She's engaged to Jack Landers, an old boyfriend of mine. Oh. Oh, lucky girl. Jack is so handsome and fascinating. That's very interesting. There. Now the legs are loose. Now let's see if I can stand up. There. How do you feel? Outside of that bomb burst in my head and the fact that my legs are apparently cut off at the knee. I... Simon. Someone's coming. Slip those ropes over you and lie down on the floor quick. Okay, okay, Simon. When he comes in, make with those baby blues and attract his attention for a minute. I'll be behind the door. And then what? Well, I won't be dealing a hand of canasta. Quiet now. Well, hello, Petey. How do you feel? Fine, baby, fine. Just come back to... Hey, the boyfriend, where is he? Here I am, Pete. With a peachy clean breath. Aha. Now that's what I call more like it. Come on now. On your feet, Anne. Yeah. I'd better pick up Pete's pop gun. Right, now let's get out of here. Now, that's the first sensible thing you've said today. Let's... Hmm. What's that noise, Simon? I don't know, but it sounds like my head feels. There's no time to delve into strange noises now, my sweet. Come on, let's go quietly. You know, I wonder if Louie, the other mug, is hanging around. No, no. After Pete searched you and didn't find anything, I heard him say he was going to report to the boss. I guess he's still reporting, then. The place seems deserted. Oh, look, there's the front door. Let's head for it. Well, 
Oh, it's certainly nice to be out of there. Yeah. Hey, what was the name of that girl again, Ed? Girl? Oh, Betty Streeter. Why? Look at the sign on this building. Sign? Simon. It says Streeter's Warehouse. Yeah, that's what it says, doesn't it? Come on, Ann, let's find out what this is all about. Uh, Simon, darling, I thought you were going to call the police. Ann, darling, that was before Petey hit me over the head with his gun barrel. Oh, I was afraid of that. Okay, what's our first stop? First, we find ourselves a nice telephone directory. May I ask why? To find out what street the streeters live on. Jack, remember me? Remember you? Oh, Ann, sweetheart, if you don't think so, get a load of this. Mm. Mm, Jack, that's a rather warm <laughs> greeting after all these years. <coughs> oh, oh, yes. Uh, Simon, I, I want you to meet an old friend of mine, Jack Landers. Jack, this is Simon Templer. Glad to see you, Templer. Mm, but not as glad as you are to see Ann. Uh, well, not quite. No. Come on in. Thank you. Yeah, what are you folks doing here, anyhow? We came to see Betty Streeter. Uh, this is where she lives, isn't it? Betty? Hmm? Yes, remember the girl you're engaged to? Oh, sure. Well, along, she's in the living room with her father. Uh, say, by the way, Landers, uh, have you got a handkerchief? Handkerchief? Yeah, of course, why? Well, I have heard that misplaced lipstick is a better detonator for atomic blast than plutonium, and before the two gals oh, meet, well, I... Maybe you're right, Templar. <laughs> well, Betty... <laughs> Holy smoke, what was that? Well, either Betty's involved in a premature explosion or they were shots. Come on, let's see. The living room, tablet to the left. I'm with you. Stay back, Anne. Betty! Betty, what? Oh, Jack, someone shot at us through the window. Dad's hurt. He, he Look was... after Mr. Streeter, Jack. I'll take care of the guy at the window. Well, be careful, Simon. He may still be out there. Now she tells Let me, me get a crack at him, Templar. Did you get him, Jack? I think I got him in the leg. He stumbled after the first shot, but he got away in that car. Well, now that quiet has descended once again, it might be pertinent to inquire as to the state of Mr. Streeter's health. Oh, it, it's nothing serious, just a slight flesh wound. A slight wound, is it? Feels like my whole dad blasted arm has been torn off. Be any idea who was so interested in perforating the Streeter's skin, Mr. Streeter? Yeah, I'll say I have. He was one of two... Dad, Dad, there's no need to talk like that now. Blasted Betty, there's no reason for me to hide things. That crook's been trying to chisel in on my warehouse business for over a year. He's taken one of them over already. You couldn't possibly be talking about uh, Duke Raymond, could you? That's right, Templer. He's threatened Mr. Streeter before. Looks as though he sent one of his gunmen around to enforce that threat. Oh, you've got to give in to him, Dad. The next time you won't be so lucky. You ought to realize now that he won't stop at anything. Give in? Nonsense. I hate to sound mercenary, Mr. Streeter, but uh, how much would it be worth to you to get your skirts cleared of Duke Raymond? How much would it be worth? Mm -hmm. Who are you? My name's Simon Templer, if that means anything to you. The, the saint? I'll confess it. Does that startle you, Miss Streeter? Oh, why, 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 no, not at all. I, I just didn't expect it. Of course, it. after all, only sinners need be frightened by saints. Well, Mr. Streeter, what do you say? Uh, all right, I'll make you an offer. $10,000 if you get Duke Raymond out of the way. Nothing if you don't. You've just made yourself a deal. Simon, you taking money for a case... Well, juries award damages for broken hearts, Anne. And you have no idea how badly I feel about letting Cupid down. 
All right, that's the first portion of The Saint with Cupid and the Corpse. Good title for a story, huh, Lisa? I do, I Cupid like it. and the Corpse. Vincent Price starring along uh, with uh, Shirley Mitchell. And uh, Shirley Mitchell played Leila Ransom on The Great Gildersleeve. Good broadcast from 1950. We will get back to the Robin Hood of modern crime, The Saint, in just a moment. Stick around. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Mies Meals. Uh, I love Mies Meals, Lisa. We just ordered our Mies Meals for the week. I got like a chicken, a pomegranate glazed chicken with smashed cheesy potatoes. uh, potatoes. Ooh, doesn't that sound delicious? It does. That's not coming for another week. I know. What did you get? I know. It takes Um, a week. I got sweet potato with kale and organic tofu and peanut sauce. Well, that's because you're a vegan or whatever you are. It's absolutely delicious. Really, I couldn't make it without Mies Meals. They they did the recipe for me. They did the shopping for me. And yeah. Everything comes cleaned and oh, prepped man. and cooked and measured. Not cooked, measured. And then I cook it at home it's and it so is the best. easy to cook it too. Mike, what did you get? Do you know? Something with meat. Something meat. with got pork. got like a pork, pork tortilla, bean, of- some of a Mexican dish. Yeah. There was like 10 different things mm-hmm. to choose from. Every single week, folks, Mies Meals which is M-E-E-Z Meals. So go to MiesMeals.com. Every single week, Mies Meals has new dishes for you to choose from. And it comes all ready to uh, cook. It takes like 15 minutes. It's all prepared. It's so easy. Oh, my gosh. Even I can do it. So here's the thing. When we get it this week, we are going to post videos of our preparation so you can see the beginning to the end, and you can actually see our very fancy meals that we're going to prepare this week. It's like you're a gourmet cook for Mm -hmm. your family, and it's super easy, and it's uh, amazing. And you know what? They have a special offer. If you've never tried Mies Meals, try it and get 50% off by using the promo code Carl at checkout. So just go to Mies Meals. Just check out all of the uh, wonderful dishes that they have for you. There's not only uh, dinner yeah, dishes. There's, say, there's desserts, desserts. There's some soups and sides. Yeah. Check it's, it out. it's delicious. Just go to Mies Meals, M-E-E-Z Meals dot com. And if you want to try it, enter promo code Carl at checkout and it'll be like zoop. 50% and it will be off. delivered to your door. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and it's almost anywhere in the United States. Just about just about everywhere in the United States, 
you can get Mies Meals. So check them out, all right? They're one of our sponsors. We really love them. We appreciate them. And our uh, listeners love them, too. We get comments all the time from our listeners thanking us for turning them on to Mies Meals. All right, someone who was a gourmet cook himself, Vincent Price. This is true. He was a gourmet cook. He would have loved Mies Meals. Well, we're listening to him as the saint. This is from uh, August 27, 1950, Cupid and the Corpse. Here's the conclusion. Well, Miss Morley, this is our famous riverfront. How do you like it? I don't. Now, there's the spot we're heading for. Do you see it? Well, I see some speedboats moored at a dock, if that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Any particular reason for coming here? Mm, the usual reason. We're going for a little boat ride. Uh, how much for the ride, buddy? Uh, twelve miles out, twelve miles back for buck. That's fair enough. Come on, Ann, let's get in. You know, the more I think about this, Simon, the crazier I think you are. Why would anyone want to travel 12 miles out into the ocean? To see Duke Raymond, of course. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing Father Neptune on top of a wave, I presume. Not exactly. You'll see when we get out there. And I'll expect a great big apology for those words when we get back. You mean if you get back, don't you, Temple? Simon! Yeah, I see. That man's here again. Tell me, Petey, my friend, what are you doing here? Are you coming along for a ride? That's right, pal. Uh. You know, after paying a buck for 12 miles out and 12 miles back, I think I've got a right to be particular about the kind of company I have. Well, don't let it bother you, pal. This gun in my hand makes us equals. Besides, you better pay only half a buck. Why only half a dollar, Petey? Because it's cheaper by the dozen, right, Petey? Yeah, yeah, you'll get the idea, pal. You may be going 12 miles out, but I don't think you're ever coming back. Pete, this ride hasn't been very comfortable so far. That gun sticking in my back irritates me. Yeah, yeah. Too bad, isn't it? Uh, Sympathetic soul, aren't you? Oh, well, the ride's nearly over. There's Duke Raymond up ahead. That's funny. I don't see anything but an old freighter out there. That's it, lady. The Black Deuce. The Black Deuce? Quaint name, isn't it? It's a quaint ship. Gambling is the specialty. And I always thought that was against the law. Not when you're 12 miles out and you're Duke Raymond, it isn't. You see... Simon, isn't that a cabin cruiser coming up behind us? Yeah, it's coming up fast, too, and no lights on it. I don't like that. don't like it at all. Oh, don't worry, Pete. It's just pulling ahead of us. Yeah, I guess... Hey! Hey, what do you think you're doing? Simon, the boat's turned toward us. It's going to run into us. Take it easy. Look out! You're going to ram us! You're going to... <laughs> How you doing, Ann? Oh, all right. So far. But not much far. Just a couple of more strokes will do it. Keep it up. And a go. Just two more now. There. Phew. Oh, I thought we'd, we'd never get here. Must have been telepathy. Oh. Wait a minute. I'll, I'll climb on board. Mm. Uh, okay, now that does it. Okay, now give me your hand. Okay, Simon. Easy does it. Uh, easy. Uh, oh. uh. Well, 
Quite an experience, I'd say. Yeah. <sighs> Where are we? We're in a speedboat moored to the Black Deuce. Which reminds me, it's time to go to work. Oh, yeah. You're not actually going aboard that ship, are you? That was my original intention, wasn't it? Besides, Pete and his boyfriend will drown if I don't get help out to him. Oh, and you've got to earn that $10,000. As I know. Yeah, right as usual, Angel. Now, listen closely. Do you know how to run a speedboat? Yes, yes, I do. Why? Well, I've got a funny idea you're going to have to run one in a very few minutes. Hi, Duke. Who are you? I'm Simon Temper. The man Pete was supposed to bring in. Pardon the wet clothes, this damp sea air, you know. Where's Pete? The last time I saw him, he was hanging onto a wrecked speedboat a couple of hundred yards away. Hanging onto him? Come on, get down to cases, Templar. What's the racket? Uh, Duke, I have a funny hunch you're going to lay off Streeter's business. Am I? What makes you think so? A possible murder rap? Keep talking, Templar. Tony Cartago was bumped off. Why? You're so smart, you ought to know. Maybe I do. I'd guess it was because he knew too much about bonds. Bonds? Yeah, you know, securities, negotiable ones worth a lot of dough. Where'd you get that idea? From Tony. He talked before he died. He mentioned you and bonds. Tony always talked too much. You talk too much, too. Mm, yeah, I'm beginning to get what you mean. I thought you would. You know, Duke, there you are, sitting behind that desk with a gun in your hand. I wonder. You wonder what? I wonder how you'd look with that desk on top of you. <laughs> Too bad, Duke. You missed me. Sorry, I can't do the same. <laughs> well, imagine that. Duke Raymond sleeping during business hours. <laughs> You'll never get ahead that way, old boy. Horatio Alger would positively frown upon you. Nice going, Anne. Thank you kindly for picking me up out of the water. If I'd known what was going to happen, I wouldn't have. When I saw you dive off that rail and all those people started shooting at you. Oh, just a necessary unpleasantness, my sweet. I had to get some information from Duke about bonds. Bonds? You going to play the market? Right now I'm playing the field. There's a murderer in it. And I'm going to start at Mr. Streeter's warehouse. is over to the left side. Sure, but we're going next door. And just what do you expect to find there, Sherlock? A printing press, of course. There, you see? The Travers Printing Company. Well, I see it, but I can't understand it. How did you know this place was here? And why look for a printer? Tony Cartega told me to look for one just before he died. And as for this place, you remember the thumping noise we heard as we were leaving the warehouse? Why, of course. It was made by a printing press. Sure, that's what I thought. Well, shall we go in? At this hour? But it's so dark, nobody will be in there. Two facts that impress me no end. Now, let me see. I should have some keys in my pocket. Why bother? That door's already partially open. Yeah, you're right. Oh. This is black 
You can't risk a light until we're sure it's empty. There's a crack of light over there. Yeah. It seemed to come from a doorway into another room. I wonder if... Oh! oh. What's the matter? I, I hit my foot against something. Something soft. You don't say. Suppose you look up at the ceiling while I shine this pencil flash down. <gasps> oh, Simon. Perfectly expressed. He's dead, isn't he? Well, if he's not, he ought to be. He's been tied up, gagged, strangled, and shot in the leg. Who is he? I think he's the gentleman who tried to kill Mr. Streeter. Well, how do you... Because Jack shot him in the leg, remember? He's probably Mr. Travers, the printer. He... What is it, Simon? Why'd you turn off the light? Because that light in the other room just went out, and I hate to be a nonconformist. Where are you going? I'm going to step over there and see what's up. Oh, be careful. Sure, but I'll risk it. I'm going after him. Oh, look out, Simon. He's a killer. What is it? What's wrong? Whoever it was locked and bolted this door. I'll have to kick it down. Watch it. Someone may still be in there. You have the most pessimistic thoughts. Wait till I find the light switch. There. Well, nobody's here. He must have gone out that window. Yeah, and if I hadn't been idiot enough to bump into something in the dark, this case might have been over by now. Either that or you'd have been dead. I... What's that funny hissing sound? That? Oh, it's the flame under that lead pot over there. What's cooking? Oh, printers use them to melt their old linotype slugs in. Yes, but why would that be going now? Do you think the killer left... There was a reason I wanted you along tonight. You've just hit it. There's the type. Yes. And see those engraved copper and zinc plates on that work table? Mm -hmm. If we'd come in a few minutes later, they'd have been in that lead pot. But what are they? Oh, I'm not so good at reading upside down and backwards, but... Six uh, percent debentures, state of secured highway taxes. Huh, so that's it. What? Would you mind explaining, Simon? Later, darling. First, I've got a little surprise party to prepare. Surprise party? Yeah, as soon as I remove the handkerchief gag from Mr. Travers, send a message to Duke Raymond and make a few phone calls, we'll go to the scene of the party. How nice. Now, what's going to happen there? What usually happens at a surprise party? Oh, don't tell me. I know. One very foxy murderer is going to get a great big surprise. <laughs> So the surprise party is going to be at Tony Cartago's place. Right you are, Ann. There it is now. What's going to happen, Simon? All I know is that you called a lot of people in a disguised voice and told them something about Bonds and Tony's. Why? And if you'll look inside the cigar store, what do you see? Well, there's a light inside. Correct. And that must mean one of the guests has arrived. Look quiet as we go in. I want to see if that's an early bird or a worm. Seems to be awfully busy looking for something. Well, let's help the poor soul find it. Hello, Betty. Oh! What's the matter, Betty? Looking for some bonds? Bonds? Uh, the ones you were called about this morning. Well, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Not that, Betty, that'll never do. However, I wasn't the one who called you this morning. How did you know about that? May we join the party? Jack. Hello, dear. 
right, Templar. What's this all about? Uh, hello, gentlemen. Nice of you to come, Mr. Streeter. Uh, Jack, I was just talking to Betty about that phone call of this morning. What did your caller say, Betty? Something about your father's life being endangered over some bonds and that you'd better get down here fast to save him? My life in danger? What kind of nonsense is that? It wasn't nonsense to Betty. She came down here all right. We walked in right after Betty left and found Tony Cartago dead. Now, just a minute. You're making a pretty dangerous accusation there, Templar. Happens to be true. Mr. Streeter, Duke Raymond forced you to sell him that warehouse next to the Travers Printing Company, didn't he? Yes. And it took a lot of force. He ruined the business by destroying merchandise, wrecking trucks, the usual racketeering methods. I had to sell to stop losing money. Maybe you better not talk so much, Streeter. Yeah. Maybe it won't be healthy. Well, well, well. More guests. Duke Raymond and Pete. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Sapper. What gives here? Oh, now, that's a rather silly question, Duke. You came here looking for bonds, didn't you? So your message was a frame, eh, huh, chum? Only in a manner of speaking, chum. Someone in this room owed you money from gambling, didn't they, Duke? And promised to pay in negotiable securities to be left until called for here at Tony Cartago's. It's your story, Templar. Keep talking. But when Pete came to pick up the bonds for you, they were missing, and Tony was dead. It's lucky for you, too. If you tried to sell those bonds, you'd have been arrested. They were forgeries. Phonies? You sure about that? I know it, and I can prove it. Surprise, surprise, surprise. What do you think of your gambling friend now, Duke? That dirty double-crosser. With all that dough in the family, too. Oh, low down rat is going to get... No, you don't, Duke. Stop right there. Tell him that he's got a gun. Isn't that strange, Jan? I was thinking the same thing. Jack. Oh, no, Jack, not you. Pretty sharp, aren't you, Templar? Got it all figured out. Oh, I've been known to get around, Landers. Anyway, it was rather obvious. Particularly after you kissed Anne. After he kissed me? What did that have to do with it? Well, you see, Anne... I got something to say first. Jack! Pete, you... Sorry. He's dead. Yes, good old Pete. He never misses. There, there, my dear. Thanks for keeping him busy while I went for my gun, Tim. Oh, think nothing of it, Pete. And to show my appreciation... Here. What? What's the big idea, Now, Duke, let's not be hasty, shall we? I've got a gun, too. The one I borrowed from you aboard your ship. Get on the phone, Ann. Call the police. You bet, Simon. Right away. As for you, Mr. Streeter, get out your checkbook. The amount is 10000 payable to your favorite charity... Your friend Duke Raymond won't bother you again for a long, long time. Would you like another drink, Anne? No, thank you, Simon. I suppose I should thank you for a lovely day. Mm, it had its points, but the football game might have been more exciting. I doubt it. But I still need some answers. Now, don't you see, Anne? Jack was terrified when he couldn't pay Duke the huge gambling debt he owed him. So he hit on the idea of forging bonds. He had Travers print them. But I still don't understand why he killed Travers. Well, he had to make sure that Travers wouldn't talk. So when Jack went to the print shop to destroy the evidence of the forged plates, he destroyed Travers, too. Yes, but why was Tony killed? Tony held the bonds for Duke. But when he discovered they were forged, he called the streeter home. Yes. Betty got the message and hurried down to see what it was all about. She thought Tony was talking about her father. And Jack was there, overheard the conversation, and beat her to Tony. Right. And he tried to kill us with a cruiser to stop us from getting Duke's story. Mm-hmm. He was a busy little man. Okay, mastermind. I guess I've got it. Except for that crack about the kiss. How come you knew Jack Landers was guilty because he kissed me? Lipstick, Anne. 
What? Lipstick? Yeah. yeah. You see, after you kissed him, he had lipstick all over his face. Yeah. When I called it to his attention, he wiped it off with his handkerchief. And the handkerchief that gagged Travers had lipstick on it, too. Oh. And to think that just because he kissed me, he, he's dead. Mm, I wouldn't feel that way about it if I were you. Your kisses wouldn't kill anyone, and I can prove it. Can you, Simon? Sure. Watch. Mm. Mm. There, you see? I guess you're right. Oh, please don't agree so quickly, Anne. Why not? I'm seriously considering making a lifetime work out of proving it. listening to another transcribed adventure of the saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. Now here's our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, in tonight's cast, you heard Shirley Mitchell, Barbara Eiler, Jack Moyles, Tom Brown, Edmund McDonald, and Anthony Barrett. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of the saint. Good night. Tonight's script of The Saint was written by Sidney Marshall. The music was composed and conducted by Vaughn Dexter. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Safier production directed by Helen Mack. Coming up now, Sam Spade, then Summer Symphony on NBC. Wow, that's quite a lineup. You had The Adventures of The Saint with Vincent Price, and then right after it, you had The Adventures of Sam Spade Detective starring Howard Duff. So that was quite a nice hour on NBC uh, radio back in 1950, huh, Lisa? Yeah, well, we have quite a nice lineup as well, Carl. Yeah, we're on every single (laughs) uh, week. We do a five-hour show. That reminds me uh, to remind our listeners that um, if you don't get the full five-hour show in your area, because we're on a lot of radio stations, over 100 radio stations, and uh, not all of the stations carry the full five-hour show. And if that's the case where you're not hearing the full five-hour show and you want to subscribe to our podcast, you can get the full five-hour show emailed to you every Monday. It will also have a bonus uh, episode of Radio Rarities, our podcast series that Lisa and I co-host. Co-host. She makes uh, fun of me because I, I say co-host instead of co-host. That's true. But I just like I to go, make fun of you. So <laughs> I go up on host. Anyway, uh, yeah, don't miss Radio Rarities. It's part of the podcast, the Hollywood 360 podcast. How do you subscribe? Just go to Hollywood360radio.com. That's Hollywood360radio.com. Right at the top of the website all the information how to sign up for our podcast. All right, time for This Month in Music History. I had a lot of fun choosing 1960s songs because there are so many great songs from the 60s, but here's our first one. Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around, round, round, I get around, I get around. I get around, written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love for the Beach Boys, released in 1964, became their first number one charting song in the U.S. Oh, what tune. a song. Great tune. I feel like it's just been a hit for so many years. As have the Beach Boys. Love it. Yep. Love it, love it, love it. All right, stick around. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. 
Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, it's Abbott and Costello. Plus, we're going to play Beat the Host. Uh, That's right. We are going to be talking about Lindsey Buckingham. He was born October 3rd, 1949. Oh, Fleetwood Mac. Yep, turning 73. He was the lead guitarist and male uh, lead singer of Fleetwood Mac. And um, we're going to need a caller, so you can give us a call at 312-642-5600. We're looking for caller number six. Play the game with us. See you soon. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.